Welcome to New Life Miami, and thanks for listening to our podcast. We hope this word blesses you today. For more information, visit nlmiami.com. We hope to see you soon. And remember, you are it's an interesting week, yet again. That's almost sounding almost every week here in our country, huh? And um, as a pastor, you kind of, and as a preacher, you get kind of torn about the message and God leading me. What, what exactly, what do I preach? Lord God, this just happened. But Lord God, you stirred something in our heart. And, and it's just a very interesting thing when you have this dialogue with God and your time with him and you're developing God's word to give to his people. Today's message, you could probably correlate it and you could probably blend it in and, and, and relate it to the times that our country is living in and what's been going on in, as we see it in the news and even in communities around us. Uh, but today's message, I really want it to be personal for every single one of us today. You know, I was just standing there in worship and I was seeking the Lord and, and even on my knees there. And um, I really wonder where... Some of you guys, we've spoken, we've met, or we talk casually on the way out, and in that casual conversation, we see where you're at spiritually. And for some of us in meetings, there's tears, and we see where we're really at, and, and, it, and it becomes evident that maybe we're struggling, we're hurting. But as we were in worship, I just said, Lord, where, where, where's the body at? Where are they in the faith? Where are they in devotion? Where are they in presence Lord, do they come here for worship and is it a burden for them? Or is it exciting when the music plays that they're ready just to cry out to God and freedom and, and to seek him? And that really kind of like stopped me from worshiping almost, this thought. So I don't know if that, that happens to you. I don't know. I'm just crazy like that. And it's almost like, I'm like, Lord, let them see you. Lord, let them know you. Lord, let them experience you. It's, you know, that shaking feeling. And, and man, I, I pray that Whatever happens to you throughout this message, man, we preached a message here a few months ago. Just jump in. Man, get in the water. Let his presence overwhelm you. I'm telling you right now, let that devotion become real in you and watch God transform your lives. Amen? Amen. We got anyone here today? Amen? Come on, we're in church, man. You, you stay quiet at home if you want. Go to your bedroom and lock the doors. Go in your car and drive an hour to work. But you're in church. You could get rowdy here. You could say amen. Mario was trying to get an amen from you guys. He struggled. Amen? Yes. We need to activate our faith when we're together. Come on, let's light a fire. And let that fire cry out Jesus. Amen? amen. Come on. Today's message is titled Stretched. Stretched. You can write that down on a sheet of paper there or in your notes, even on your Bible if you like to write on your Bible stretched how many of you guys um, work out maybe you do crossfit maybe you go to the gym especially crossfit you can't start a workout unless you go through uh, the stretching part of the workout how many of you guys work out and you've ever done the stretch before the workout i hate the stretch part i'm gonna just give me the bar give me the weights uh, can't you tell i work out Get, get, just, just come on, just tell me how much do I have to run, just tell me what I have to lift. But like, no, 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 we got to spend 20 minutes first of stretching. 
And man, for me, the stretching part is the worst part. I'd rather just pick up something and sweat and do the, do the whole movement. But the stretching for me is where I really sweat. The stretching actually is what really hurts me. Because I recognize that I'm not actually capable to do the movements that my body is stretching to do. So they ask me to maybe lay down and pull my leg a certain way. And I see people that their legs are like leaning on their chest. And literally, my leg is like five inches from the ground. I'm like, I can't lift it up anymore. Like, I'm not even lying to you. That's as far as up as it goes. I'll call probably Charlene or Adrian up here, and their leg will probably come up here. It's just weird. And I can't do it. And it hurts, and it burns, and I feel like something's going to pop out and tear. I feel like my skin is going to rip open, and everyone's going to see my insides, and they're going to see all my ligaments. I'm like, I don't know how that happened. I stretched. (laughs) And everything came out. Stretching hurts. How many of you say stretching hurts? But for some of you guys that are used to stretching, you're like, ah, it's easy now. It's easy because you've been already stretched to a degree that it's easy. But when you've never been stretched out, man, it's painful. But you know what I've noticed? Though I don't really work out, I'm I'm, going to wait till the Lord just really puts this fire in my heart. I'm going to make a commitment to you that I'm going to start working out. But hold on. I've recognized, I've recognized that the stretching part is very important. Because that the stretching part actually helps you not to get injured when you start lifting. That's, that's wild. Because, because I recognize that when you go to the gym or when you go to the yard or whatever it is that you go to, I, I've recognized this thing. I, I've recognized that, that you have to stretch, right? And, and the reason why you stretch is because you're about to experience weight. Uh, come on, let that hit you for a moment. And what happens is, the last thing you want to do is, is put on weight without first being stretched. You know why people don't make it in the faith walk? Like the real faith walk. Now people that just, everyone, everyone says they're Christian. I'm talking about the real walk, man. People that are really serving God, whatever that looks like, right? You know why it's really hard sometimes for people to just stay in the faith walk? Because when the weight falls upon them, they haven't embraced the stretch, so they collapse under the pressure of the weight. Come on. You see, stretch is important to carry the weight. So we go on in our faith walk, the weight gets thrown on us, the weight of life. And then we're like, well, this is not for me. And you know what I've noticed? I'm going to talk to myself now. Bless you. But when the weight falls in my life, you know, I never look at the mirror. When I'm collapsing, you know what I do? It was your fault. Because you didn't teach me how to stretch right. What? You're responsible to embrace your own stretch. And then pick up your own weight. And then you know what happens with weight when you start to lift it? It starts to give you power. And then you know what happens when you get power? You're able to pick up more weight. Man, I could just start. I should get into the notes. But but that's the message today, stretched. Everyone was given a rubber band today, right? On Wednesday, we got together and we discussed Abraham together on Wednesday. If if you miss midweek Wednesday, I know it's summer, uh, but that's not a good excuse. I'm going to tell you because I love you. Shame on you if you don't come here on Wednesdays. But Wednesday, we had an amazing conversation and talk on Romans chapter 4. 
And in Romans chapter 4 and verse 3, it reminds us that Abraham believed God. Listen to this now. And God counted him as righteous because of his faith. Because of his faith. When I talk about faith, faith is a very interesting word for many people. For some people, it's very difficult to understand this concept, to wrap it in their minds. And as believers, when we discuss faith, faith is, man, if the most important thing in our lives. I'll give you uh, some proof of that. In Hebrews eleven six, the author says what? Without faith, it is what? Impossible to please God. So faith is important to the believer. It's important because without faith, it's impossible. You can't please the Father. You can't please Christ without faith. And look what it says. For the one who comes to God, we must believe. There must be a faith. We must believe that God is, that Christ is, and that in that, that he even rewards those who are diligently seek him. That's the complex stuff that I was going through while in worship today. Do, do they seek God here at New Life? Are they doing it? And if not, Lord, can you please do something in their personal lives that they could start desperately seeking you, diligently seeking you? Another proof that faith is so important to the believer is right before that in Hebrews 11.1. 1, look what the author says. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Man, that's like... We believe in the invisible realm. We believe in the spiritual things. We believe that there's an eternity. We believe that there's a Christ. Have any of you ever seen Christ face to face, have a dialogue with him, drank a cup of tea with him? Probably not. But you believe deep down in your gut that there is a Christ that reigns in glory at the right hand of the Father. How do you believe that? Because there's a faith in you that is stirred, that gives you confidence in what you hope for, and it gives you assurance for the things that you don't yet see. There's a faith in you. Well, who gave you that faith? Nothing. You didn't wake up on this and say, today I'm going to have faith. <laughs> you didn't drive over here and say, well, you know what? I'm going to activate faith today and say, boop, I'm just going to pretend like I have faith. No, that was a gift by God given to you and he stirred it in you and he gave you faith. How many of you could say, praise God for giving me faith? Thank you, Lord. Thank you for my faith. Thank you for my faith. I, I'd be scared to even see a picture of where I'd be without my faith that he's given me. And if we're all here today, I truly believe this. It's because you have some form, some level of faith in you. And I understand how faith works. Some of you have more faith than others, or at least you might feel you do. And some of you may be more vocal in your faith than others. But Romans 12.3 tells us that God has assigned to each one of us accordingly a measure of faith. He's given us faith. He's given us some faith. My question is, what are you going to do with that faith? If you know what I'm talking about. How are you going to stretch that faith? How are you going to grow that faith? And everyone here today is somewhere with their faith, in their faith. And we opened up with Abraham. And Abraham, we know that he had faith. Because Romans 4 verse 3 says that he believed, he had faith in God, and God counted it towards Abraham as righteousness. So we know that. Let me, let me give you an example. Abraham had so much faith that he would later be known as, as the father, watch this, of all the Jewish people. What a special man Abraham was. The father of all Jewish people. 
Then he would later on, we see that he's also known as the father of all the Arab people. And, and, and how even Muslims come from Abraham, from his other son. And then we keep reading and we see in the New Testament that it doesn't even end there. That now we see that Abraham is not just the father of them, but number three, he's also the father of faith, which means he's also the father of all of us who are in faith in Jesus Christ. What? So when I look at the life of Abraham, Abraham definitely is a very important character in the Bible, and he's very important in our faith walk. He's very important to the people of faith. How many of you would agree with me? It's for sure. That's who Abraham is. And you know, I think about the life of Abraham. I said, man, Abraham must have been an amazing dude, right? Think about it. The father of all these people, the father of us. We get home, we're going to be like, God the Father, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, we're going to be worshiping. Hey, what's up? Pops, what's up? Papa Abraham's going to be in the corner. All of us are going to call him dad over there. I mean, it's, it's so amazing, this Abraham, and you get lost in the scripture sometimes, and you're like, man, he's, he, he, he was so amazing, I'm sure. My goodness, he probably had the best life ever. Come on, you've ever followed someone on Instagram? You've ever followed someone on social media, and you're scrolling them, and then you start clicking on their name, and then you start what? Come on, you know what you're doing. What are you doing? Yeah, you start stalking them, and, and you're like, man, they have the best life ever. Sometimes you hear segments of Abraham, like, man, that guy must have had the best life ever. How about if I tell you, no, today we're going to see that he didn't have the best life ever. Actually, today he wasn't that amazing as you think he might have been. Yes, he was known for his great faith, but listen to what I'm about to tell you guys. The growth of his faith didn't come easy. That's good. The growth of his faith didn't come easy. You know, have you ever seen someone that looks good, that, that's actually built and like, I, w I wish I could be built like him. Do you know the process they went through to get that? But that's the world that we live in today. I want that food. So we go and we get them, the food that looks like that. And maybe it tastes like that. It's make-believe, but it has a bunch of chemicals in it. And we get it fast and fast food. But, but we don't do it the right way. We don't eat the right way. We still eat, but we don't do it the right way. Some of us exercise, but we don't even do that the right way. And, and, and sometimes, I want that. I want to be just like them. I wish I could have that structure. And the reality is sometimes we forget what that person has gone through and what they go through to hold forth what they're holding forth. And sometimes we do the same thing in the spiritual and with men and women of God as we begin to stalk them and we begin to look at them like, whoa, whoa, well, how come I can't be like that and preach like that and live like that and have a family like that? And it's sometimes we have to look within ourselves and we have to say, well, am I working out to get like that? Am I allowing God to stretch me and work in me and do something in me so that I could get that? Because there's a process that goes through it. And Abraham didn't just wake up and had the abs. And Abraham didn't just wake up and flex his muscles. And Abraham didn't just wake up and ran a mile at record of time. I'm telling you that Abraham, it was a process that he was taken through so that he could grow his faith. And it wasn't a pretty one. It was not a pretty one. As a matter of fact, I'm going to roll through. I'm sorry. I don't have all the time to, to go through a study for each single one. But at least you'll get an understanding. Ready? In Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, God tells Abraham to leave his homeland and to be a stranger at a land that he knows nothing of. That's not easy. That sounds like Abraham was starting to become stretched. Why should I leave everything I know and go somewhere that I don't want you to know? And God's like, oh, because I want you to. You're going to ask some more questions? I'm going to be stretching some more. So it's going to be a long journey. So you want to ask questions already? I've got a couple more stretches to go. 
I just started. I'll prove it to you right away in the same chapter in Genesis chapter 12 verse 10. Immediately after his, uh, at his arrival, after his arrival to the promised land, he encounters a massive famine in chapter 12 verse 10. And he's like, my God, here, here's God. He caused me to go to this land, but now I got to go to Egypt. God, I thought you wanted me to. You've ever said that to God? And God's like, I do. I'm just taking you through a process. And God stretches Abraham again a little bit more in, in Genesis 12.10. I'm not done there. In Genesis 12.15, bam, bam, bam. Notice, the, notice how fast this is happening. The Egyptians capture his beloved wife, Sarah. The Bible says that Sarah was beautiful. So beautiful that when Abraham walked and journeyed with her, listen to this now. He said, hey, you're so hot, baby. You are so beautiful that when we walk around over here, I don't want you to say that you're my wife. Please say that you're my sister because I know what's going to happen. They're going to want to kill me to get you. That's how beautiful she was. So they took his wife, Sarah, and they take her to Pharaoh. Can you imagine that? God, I should have just stayed where I was. But now my wife has been taken by Pharaoh. And God's like, I know what I'm doing. I wonder if any of you are going through that right now in life. We'll make some points in a moment. In Genesis 14, 14, that's not enough. God's still not done with him. Abraham faces incredible odds. There's a massive battle that's going on. There's these four kings battling against these five kings. Don't have time to study it right now, but you could go to it in Genesis 14. And they're fighting. And Abraham's relative, Lot, his nephew, is there. And guess what some of these kings do? They take all of his possession and they kidnap Lot. What are you doing, man? They just kidnapped one of my family members and they took all my goods. God, why are you allowing this to happen to me? And God is saying, I'm, I'm not, I have a plan for you, but I have to take you through all this stuff. In Genesis chapter 16, 3, just in case you thought that that's where it all ended, it doesn't. His wife gets a little frustrated with him. He gets a little frustrated with his wife. They make a little weird deal. I don't think it was a good deal at all. You'll actually see the ramifications of the deal that they made. And the wife thought it was a good idea. And Abraham, because he was just, I guess, a weak man at this time, thought it was a great idea too. He, his wife said, why don't you do this? Ready? I have a servant named Hagar. I can't have children. You're getting old. I'm getting old. It's obvious here. So why don't you lay with Hagar, get her pregnant, and um, then we'll see what goes from there. Bad idea. Not good. Lord, what happened? You, dis you, you promised me descendants, and here I am lying with the servant of my wife. Why can't you just give my wife children? I know what I'm doing here. Be patient. Remember the patient message? Genesis 17, 24, it doesn't end there. God tells him, oh, I know you're 99 years old. I'm going to make a covenant with you and a pact. Man, you're going to understand this stuff. Yeah. You need to get circumcised. 99 years old, man. I'm not getting circumcised at 99 years old. I'm 35 years old. I'm not getting circumcised at 35. I mean, that's crazy stuff, man. Let's just go from there because I know I don't want to get emails and phone calls. But let's go. Because <laughs> it happens here. Genesis 20. Actually, you went too far on the, on the circumcision. All right. Gen <laughs> It's in the Bible. It's all over. Genesis 22 says also that this king of Gerars captures Sarah. So poor Sarah is taken as a hostage twice. Pharaoh wanted her. This other king wanted her. And he wanted to take her in for himself. Thank God God gave him some dreams and some visions. says, you better wake up right now and give this woman back to him. Because you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to kill you and I'm going to kill all your descendants. So hurry up and give them back to, the, to her husband. Well, God, I'm sorry. I didn't know that was her husband. And he was like, why didn't you lie to me? 
Why didn't you tell me that this was your wife? Instead, you told me it was your sister. I almost what? I almost got killed, and all my children almost got killed because of you. And Abraham's like, sorry, man. <laughs> Come on. I'm struggling with my faith. Sorry. He has a son named Ishmael with Hagar, who later on is the descendants today of the Muslim people, who the Muslims are fighting his other son, the promised son, who is Isaac. And they're in constant battle and constant fighting, constant war with one another. Constant fight and constant war and constant battle with one another. And, and today, Isaac's like, Dad, Abraham, why did you let this happen? And Abraham was probably in heaven saying, sorry, son. I kind of lacked faith. I kind of jumped into something too soon. And You've ever been there? You walk in this faith walk and you just don't have faith, enough faith. And you know what happens, right? When God gets the phone call, they don't have enough faith, right? Oh, I guess I'm going to have to keep on stretching them. We'll get into that. In Genesis 20, poor Abraham is still not done. Man of faith. Yeah, it didn't come easy. In Genesis 21, 12, God tells him to, oh, Abraham, I know you had a son with Hagar, and I know you kind of love him and all that. His name is Ishmael. But um, you now have to kick her out. What? He's grown now. That's going to be horrible. I got to support. So God tells him to send Hagar away after having a child with her. I'm not done with you. So now he has one son left, right? It's Isaac. It's the one that he really loves. It's the promised son. It's the one born of his wife, Sarah, finally has a kid. And then God's like, oh, yeah, I know you kind of like are in love with your son. Um, But can you do me a favor? Can you go up to the mountain? Can you build yourself an altar? Can you take your sharpest knife? We're going to sacrifice your son today. What? I would say Abraham, just like most individuals in the Bible, we see that his life is full of being stretched. Being stretched. I know some of you in here, as I'm speaking, you know exactly what this feels like in your life. Come on, you know exactly what this feels like. I mean, you, you wish it was this easy always. I, I know what this feels like. You wish it was always like this. But in reality, this, most of the times, if you're in the faith, it always looks like this. When you think of being stretched, like I told you earlier, think about the pain. Think about how uncomfortable that is. Think about, at least me, I feel broken. I'm like, are you sure this is good for me? I feel like I just busted out my kneecap. I feel like my arm has, is falling off here. It's good. Keep on. Is it burning yet? That's a good sign. Like, you sure? Yeah, a little bit longer. Ten seconds. Look at the board. No, I nailed. I'm like, this is not working. And I'm sweating, foaming out of the mouth. I mean, it's crazy. It's almost like deliverance you need to do over there. But I've also recognized this. Listen to what I'm about to tell you because now I'm going to get into the message. Ready? That the more you stretch, the more flexible you become. And the more flexible you become, the more capable you become of being bent repeatedly without injury or damage. So God's like, God, why are you stretching me? Why am I stretching you? 
Abraham, why am I stretching you? You want to stay like this? No way. I want to expand your territory. You see this right here? It can't cover much within it. But if I expand it, your reach is more. So, so why am I stretching you? I am stretching you to make you stronger. I'm making you stronger so you can withhold more. I'm calling you to withhold more. And as you withhold more, you're going to see that in you, there will be less damage and there will be less injury. So when someone looks into your life and say, how is it that you've gone through what you've gone through, deal with what you deal with, experience what you experience. You look at them in the eyes and say, oh, you don't know? I live a life of faith that is constantly being stretched. Oh. Constantly being stretched. That, that's how we do it. I love 2 Corinthians, Paul to the Corinth church in chapter 4. He says, we are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed and broken. We are perplexed, but we do not give up and quit. We are hunted down, but God never abandons us. We get knocked down, but we get up again and we keep going. Through suffering, those bodies of ours constantly share in the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may be seen in my body. I need to be stretched. Adrian, you know why I need to be stretched? Because the more stretched you are, Eli, and have you gone through some stretching? The more stretched you are, the more you look like Jesus. Why? Because through your stretching, you know what other people do with the same stretching that you've gone through? They've given up on Jesus. But when you're of the faith and you are stretched, you don't give up. You go in and you look like Christ in the midst of your trial. Come on, stretch me some more. You better be careful if you stretch me some more because you'll see more of Jesus. And I wish this would hit you, hit home today. Because I know it's hitting me today. So stretching may seem to have a negative feel. But in reality, it has a positive outcome. That hurts. It does. But the end, it's good for me. <laughs> Sacrifice your son, Abraham. Kick Hagar out, Abraham. Leave your home, Abraham. Your, your nephew is going to get abducted, Abraham. Your king is going to take your wife twice, Abraham. God, have you ever said this to God? God, I can't take the stretching anymore. And God looks at you and says, I hold, come on, either this is biblical or not. I am the author of your life. I am the beginning and I am the end. I know how much stretching you could take. I write your life. I and the author of it. So when you say, you can't take no more, I hold it from the beginning to the end. My hands are in the stretch. My hands are in the stretch. So stretching feels negative, but in reality, it brings forth positive outcome. I'll prove it to you in 2 Corinthians 4, verse 10. Did you notice what I read? Through suffering, everyone say through suffering. How many of you now are ready to worship one more time? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let me tell you why. You came into Sunday service. Some of us came in 45 minutes late, but 
you came into Sunday service and you came in stretched. And you felt because of your stretching, God for some reason wasn't worthy of being praised today. So you said, I'm going to harden my heart today in worship. And I'm not going to clap once. I'm not going to say amen once. And I'm not going to sing your song after you. No, no, no. If you feel like you're being extra stretched, it's more of a reason to praise your God this morning. I think we should have worship again tonight. Listen, if the service has to go to 1 p.m. today and you need to leave, that's fine. I get it. It's summer. You want to go on the boat. But for those that are going to endure the stretch today and want to get into the presence of God, we'll go service a little bit longer today. But I believe that God wants us to get back into the presence of God today. I truly believe this in my spirit. He wasn't happy with what we gave him at 10 a.m. How many of you believe that today? I believe it. Stretching. Everyone say through suffering. Some of you got scared. Wait a minute. What time? What time did you say again? Come on. 2 Corinthians 4. I lost all of you guys now. All of you guys. 1 Corinthians 4, 10. Through suffering. Through Let's substitute that, huh? Through stretching. stretching. Yeah. These bodies of ours constantly share in the death of Jesus. So that the life of Jesus may also be seen in our bodies. Do you see the positive outcome? In the negative tension that we might feel it is? Hey, guys. These rubber bands that have been given to you that many of you are wearing your wrist, I know it's a little tight, but I like that it's tight on you. Because right now, you've been down to take it off. Some of you have already have taken it off. I get it. It was a little bit too tight and your hand was turning purple. But for those rubber bands that are tight on you, catch what I just said. For those rubber bands that are tight on you, some, some of you are just too tight in your faith. So for the rubber bands that are too tight on you, all you needed to go through, I don't know if you know, knew, but rubber bands, if you just stretch them a little bit, they break, yeah. But that's why I always carry an extra one with me. But that wasn't part of the message. But rubber bands, when they're too tight on you, all you got to do is stretch them a little bit, and they get a little bit looser. And sometimes in our lives, our faith is too tight. Our faith only goes a certain limit. And on our lives, our faith is just too tight. And God's like, you're happy with that kind of life? Actually, your faith is so tight that it's cutting your life out of you. It's cutting your circulation. You want to have life again in that area of your life? Come on. Stretch a little bit with me, and you'll see how I'm going to give life to that which is being choked out by lack of faith. Come on, come on, man. Catch that revelation with your rubber band today. Catch that revelation. I want you to notice something. I want you to notice something. Every rubber band is different. Some of you guys have a red one on, right? Who's my red team? Raise your hand if you have a red one. Red, what? Red team is pretty strong. Where's my blue team? That was only a few rubber bands. Uh, okay. Two. That's fine. There's, there's strength in two. Any yellow team in here? Any yellow teams? I should, wow, yellow team came up on red. Any other colors? Green? Any green? Green's pretty good. Green's pretty good. Anyone else? Any other colors out there that I'm forgetting? I'm colorblind. <laughs> I got them all. Hey. <laughs> Guys, every color. How? Color mine. Mine's gray. Okay. Guys, notice this. Every rubber band is different. You want to know why? Because every life in here is different, and every stretch in life is different. Adrian might be going through a stretch in his life. Guys, listen to this now. I'm picking on Adrian too much. Kevin might be going through a stretch in his life that I might look at and say, Kevin, come on, man. Are you so serious? That's not a big deal, bro. But at the end of the day, it's still Kevin's stretch that God's dealing with him in. 
and he's got to embrace that stretch. And his, he's a colorblind one, but his might be gray and my, mine might be yellow. And he might look at mine and say, yeah, but yours is the yellow one. Come on, man, that's not that hard either. But watch this. Every stretch in all of our lives is different. God's dealing with every single one of us. So some of you, what are you guys dealing with? And some of that, things I'm like, you guys, do you deal with that? That's foolish. And then I'll tell you what I'm dealing with. You're like, you deal with that? Well, you're a fool. Every, every, every stretch is different. I've noticed that. And what if God, listen to what I'm about to tell you. What if God is doing or has been doing in your life now, and that's what he's always been done, or always, it's what he's always done, and this is what he's doing with Abraham. Watch this. Maybe he's stretching you not to destroy you, but to grow you. Maybe he's taking you to limits you feel are not ca- you are not capable of going so that you could become someone that you never thought that you could be. You've ever been stretched? So, you know, you're a husband and you're being stretched. Why are you being stretched? Because God wants to make you a better husband. You're a wife, you're being stretched. Why? Because God wants to make you a better wife. You're a, you're a, you're, you, 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 you tithe, but then you really don't. And then God's doing some stretching in your finances. Like, how come, how come I'm struggling? God's like, because I'm stretching you so you could become a better giver. I mean, in every aspect of our life, all our colors might look different. Maybe he's stretching and stretching and stretching, and stretching, listen to what I'm about to tell you, to bring out from you a faith and a power that you would never have had unless you go through the process and the experience called stretched. Maybe the stretching was not to break you, but instead to make you. You see, I've noticed something about stretching. I've noticed that people get stretch marks. And I've noticed why they get stretch marks. Because they get a little too big, so they get a stretch mark. Or the women, the baby starts growing in their womb, and they begin to get stretch marks. But then they have the baby. But then they have the muscles. Or then they lose the weight and their stretch marks. And you know what I've noticed about those stretch marks? Those stretch marks are signs, are evidence that something amazing has come forth from that person. Come on, man. So when a pregnant woman who was pregnant has a beautiful child running around the house, and, and, and guys, please, and she looks at the mirror and she recognizes, guys, that, that there are stretch marks. And she says, oh, my gosh, I feel so ugly because now when I go to the beach, I have these stretch marks and they never go away. You feel ugly. All you need to do is remember that running around your house, you have this little kid that is so beautiful, that is so healthy, that is so amazing. And that stretch mark is proof of what came out of you. So all of us, we got to embrace the stretch. And sometimes it leaves a mark so that it could show the world that something amazing came from you. Abraham, how did you become the father of all people? How did I become it? Because I sacrificed my son on the altar. Because I kicked out Hagar out of the house. Because I left the land of Ur when he took all to another land that I never knew of. Because I got my wife was kidnapped, not once, but two times by two different kings. Because my nephew was taken hostage and they stole all my goods. You want to know how I got to this level? I've been stretched and these marks is that something good has come out of me so from now on don't call me Abraham of little faith you call me Abraham the father of faith come on someone look at my stretch mark the father of faith I wasn't always there but I'm there now because I've been stretched come on come on I don't even know where I'm at.
think we'd understand all this already. I guess I'm just going to ignore you and talk from the heart, but. In these moments, we want to walk away from the Lord. Abraham finds himself at old age, holding on to a word, holding on to a word he hadn't yet come to, seen come to pass. Lord, I know you spoke this to me, but I haven't seen it yet, and I'm 99 years old. So I don't even know if you're even real, if this stuff is just like all emotional, or if this is actually going to be the real thing here. I'm supposed to have a son. You told me that. I don't see a sign of even one being close to being born from me. Man of faith acts out of faith. He works in his own strength. The Lord, once again, was working to grow his strength. And in those moments when the Lord is working through us to grow our faith and our strength, many of us, many people that are not really in devotion in the presence of God, they walk away from God to never walk with him again. Or they go to a place where at least they could feel a little bit better. But I'm telling you today, sometimes serving the Lord, it's always better, but it doesn't always feel better. Always better, but it doesn't always feel better. You know why? There's things you have to say no to that before you used to say yes to. In Genesis chapter 16, verse 1 and 2, you know what Sarah told them? I'm going to go back to that. Sarah told them, I have not been able to bear children. So she had this Egyptian servant, Hagar, right, like I just told you. And she said, the Lord has prevented me from having children, so go and sleep with my servant. Perhaps I can have children through her. Listen, as much as you try to have children through someone else, I'm sorry, there's going to be a point where you're not going to be able to live in someone else's blessing. That blessing's for them. You're going to have to just learn how to be and experience your own blessings with God. So what does Abraham do? He's lacking faith. All right. If you want me to sleep with her and get her pregnant, I guess I'll do it. <laughs> Whatever. It's a whole other preaching. But the message says it this way. It's all your fault that I'm suffering this abuse. I put my maid, verse 5, I put my maid in bed with you. And the minute that she knows that she's pregnant, she treats me like nothing. And may God decide which of us is right. Can you imagine Abraham? Baby, you told me to get her pregnant. Well, I didn't mean it. How do you want me to know whether you mean what you mean and what you don't mean? <laughs> Us guys are rare, man. <laughs> Behave. <laughs> Behave. We have a lot of guys today in attendance. We have a lot of guys in attendance today. You better behave. <laughs> we will do a whole preaching right now, a Father's Day message right now. Us men, huh? <laughs> we got. Uh, anyway. <laughs> but you know this? Come here. In God stretching in your life, here's Abraham, right? Here's Abraham, guys, in Genesis 16, verse 5. Ready? If you let go of God stretching in your life, if you let go prematurely to God stretching, you know it could bring forth great pain. I'm going to be honest with you. He should have never had Ishmael. He carried that pain for the rest of his life because he walked away from a word of faith that God gave him way before. Sometimes when we let go of the premature, prematurely of his stretching, man, we need, to, uh, we need to now carry the consequence forever. Don't raise your hand. Any um, consequence carriers in here? 
Raise your hand. God can still make that consequence a blessing, though. So be careful that when the Lord is stretching us, we don't prematurely let go and walk away. Because it could come back and it could hurt us. I love what James says in chapter 1, 2, 3, 4. I'll read from the message. It says, consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides, that you know that under pressure, or will say under pressure? Oh, man. Under pressure. Under stretching. That you know that under stretching, under pressure, this is what he says next, your faith life is forced into the open. Your stretches makes forth a faith that is now left out to the open, and it shows its true colors. Huh? So don't try to get out of anything what? Oh, you guys want me to end this? I'll end the message. Okay. So don't try to get out of anything what? Prematurely. Let it do its work. Let it do its what? Don't quit. Don't quit. Everyone say don't quit. Keep going. Don't quit. Keep going. Let it do its work so that you become mature. So you become well developed, not deficient in any way. Come on. See, Abraham was promised his Isaac. He, could have, he would have gotten it, trust me. But now he had to carry his Ishmael with him as well. I'm telling you, church, today, do not let go. Don't just walk away if you're being stretched. You may get your Ishmael because much later in Genesis 22, we see that God's not done with him. And God tells him later on, sacrifice your son, the son of promise, on the altar. Now, that's a far stretch for some. And that's a far stretch for Abraham. But you know what Abraham does this time? He puts his son on the altar. You want to know why I think Abraham puts himself on the altar? Because he's already gone through so much stretching that he knows what to do next in faith. Because he knows that if God is telling him something, then God is also able to provide. Come on. So here is Abraham at the point of his life. He doesn't hesitate. Listen to what I'm about to tell you. He does not justify. He does not complain. I love this word. And he doesn't even substitute. He, he does not walk away. He does not let go. Instead, he is found obedient than ever before. Instead, he is filled with so much faith than ever before. Why? Because he had gone through the process and the experience called stretch, which created in him a greater man. You see, he does that with us, this God that we serve. And maybe he is stretching us. Maybe he's stretching us to make us more flexible, more faithful, so that when we are bent and when we are tried, we are not injured and we are not damaged. Do you want to know why those who have more faith are not as injured and are as damaged? Why? Because they've been flexible and they've been stretched. So what happens? They could pick up more weight. So what do they do? They continue to go forward. They don't give up. And he does that with us. He's not killing us, but how about this? He is empowering us. Can I get an amen? amen? The greater thing, the greatest thing is that he is empowering us for what? For what main reason? If you haven't caught the revelation, here it is because it all goes back to Jesus. Ready? He is empowering us so that we could be more like him. The more flexible, the more faith. Everyone say this. The more power. You're not convinced yet, huh? The more you stretch back an object, the more power will come forth from that object. Because I know about these things. Because I wasn't the best middle school student. I mastered the taquito game. And I knew what it was to get the piece of paper and roll it up and roll it up and roll it up and even wet it up a little bit so it could turn almost into a cement. 
And then you roll it and you put it into your rubber band that stretches. And then you get that kid that you really don't like in your class. And when no one's looking, you come up. And from nowhere, you just look at him and you just aim and you launch back and you stretch that bad boy back. And you let it go and out of that stretching comes forth a power and when it hits that young man, pow, who did that? And they leave for the rest of the day with this red mark. See, I know what it is about things being stretched and, and objects coming forth from that much more in a powerful way. But you see, before the taquitos, after the taquitos, and I've come to Christ. That's what they're called, taquitos. I don't know how to say it in English, but whatever. We're in Hialeah. So I know what it is in my spiritual walk with the Lord, in my walk in the faith, that God has actually stretched me. Stretched me with people that I love. Stretched me in my own time with the Lord. Stretched me with circumstances that I've gone through. But I've recognized that when I'm done through that moment of stretching, out of that stretching always comes forth a greater man with greater purpose and my goodness, with just a greater devotion and presence life. Why? Because I would never be that outcome if I never went through the process and through the experience called stretch. See, what came forth from the stretch was beautiful. And I recognize this. Let me tell you why. Ready? What power does this have to affect you if I just what? Can I have a rubber band back? Because my other one broke. That's why I wanted two, but the other one broke. Nothing. You think Tito was affected by that? No. Why? Why was Tito not affected? Throw it back. Okay, I know you want my rubber band, but you're not team yellow. But because it had no power, it wasn't stretched. It just touched them. But now... Do you want to know what one of the most powerful weapons is? This is one of the most powerful weapons. Every single person that you do this to, now because you know I'm doing it to you, so, so you know, Betsy's acting really tough now. She's not even flinching. But, but when, when you normally do this to people, they normally just go like that. Hey, I'm just joking with you. It's the most powerful weapon when you do it. You go like that. But you know that, that Tito, it didn't have no power. But now when I stretch back and I, and I let go, that one stinked. But there's more power that comes from that stretch. And what, what, what I mean by that is this, that the farther back I am stretched, and God says, all right, now go and testify. You can hit me, bro. That was good. You're preaching next Sunday. So the more God stretches me back, man, the more power comes forth. What does that mean? The more impact I have, what does that mean? What does that mean to you? So I believe this, that through being stretched, that the Lord has a direction for us. There's a projection that we're heading to. And that power that leads you into your God-destined direction is through the process and it's through the experience called stretch. And the Lord may be stretching us because the farther the stretch, the farther the reach. Have you ever noticed that? If I just get my rubber band and I throw it, it's just going to fall right here. But if I get a rubber band and I stretch it back, it might end up in the back of the room. And the only reason why the reach was farther is because the stretch was farther. And some of you guys have been praying for some amazing things. But my goodness, are some of these things out there. But I'm telling you today that I know that I serve a God. And if you serve the same God that I serve, though those things may be out there, I know that they're not impossible for God. But I know that the only way that you might be able to get a way out there to that thing that you're believing for, it might be through a process and experience called stretch. So if you want to get over there, you need to first get over here. And I'm telling you that the stretch that comes back will propel you to the blessing that lies ahead of you. Endure the stretch. Endure the experience. It's there for you. But enjoy this process. Enjoy it. Oh, my gosh. How far can you go? Answer that to yourself today. Come on. What is your limit? Yes. 
I shouldn't even say this. This is the part where I'm gonna, I'm, I get rebuked, but I'm going to say, we were talking about like changing the atmosphere here, changing the venue, going to a, to a high school auditorium, inviting the community, packing up the place. We're tired of 50 and 60. We want 1,000 and 2,000 to people to get rocked with Jesus. And I, and I started sweating. I'm like, that's not important. And someone looked at me and said, he said, where's your faith? Exactly. I'm being stretched. I, I want to get there, but, but I got to go through this first so I can believe what God has for me. So I can believe what God has for us. I need to understand this. How far can I go? These rubber bands, man, that you're wearing on your wrist, it's so significant to our spiritual lives. I noticed this about being stretched. I spoke to you about the stretched marks. Power comes from being stretched. And I love what 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 6 and 7 says. Look what it says in the message oh, translation. I added this. It says, I know how great this makes you feel. Even though you have to put up with my every kind of aggravation in the meantime, pure gold put in the fire comes out of it proved pure. Genuine faith put through his suffering, through his stretching, comes out proved and genuine. When Jesus wraps this all up, it's your faith, not your gold, that God will have on display as evidence of his victory. That is good. So, how far you can go may be how far you will go. Let me explain what I mean by that. How far and how much you could take of God's stretching determines how far you will go. Are you satisfied? Are you satisfied? Seriously, come on. Everyone, take out your rubber bands off your wrist. I'm going to remake mine here. I'm going to heal it in Jesus' name. Covered in the blood of Christ. And boom, it comes back to life. Everyone take out your rubber band and just lift it up in the air. I really want everyone to see the rubber band so the people behind you can see your rubber band. Different colors, different stretching that God is doing in our lives. But come on, let's be honest. Are you satisfied with that in your life? Are you satisfied with this in your life? Is this all that we have to offer? Is this all the faith that could come out of us? Is this it? Or is there a stretch that's going on in our lives? Because how far we can go might be how far we actually will go. I shared that passage that we are pressed on every side by troubles. We're not crushed and broken, perplexed, but we don't give up and we don't quit. We are hunted down, but God never abandons. We get knocked down, but we get up again and again. We keep going. And then he says in verse 10, I, I said this earlier, that through suffering, through stretching, these bodies of ours, we share in the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may be also seen in our bodies. Guys, this whole thing is to produce in us, or I, I, I like to say this better, to reproduce someone better in us. Did you catch the word I just used, reproduce? I'm going to end with this. Do you know what the word reproduce means? The word reproduce means to make a copy. The word reproduce means a representation. The word reproduce means to duplicate. To a close imitation of. Do you know what Romans 8, 28 and 29 says? And we know that all things work together. Everyone say all things. That's all the stretching. All things work together. For the good to those who love God. The stretch works together. To those who are called according to his purpose. Look at verse 29 though. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be what? 
Conform to the what? Why do you think he's stretching you? So that you could be into his image. A copy, a representation. That you are it. You are Jesus here on earth. So as I end, I started with Romans 4. And I find it fitting to end with Romans 4. I find it to end with Romans 4. Ready? Same person, Abraham. God is making us into the image of his son. And look what it says about Abraham's life. Verse 18. Even when there was no reason for hope, Abraham, you can say the next part. Abraham kept hoping. Believing that he would become the father of many nations. Faith. For God had said to him, that's how many descendants you will have. Verse 19. And Abraham's faith did not weaken. Say, did not weaken. That's awesome. Even though at 100 years old, he figured his body was as good as dead. And so was Sarah's womb. Verse 20 says, Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger. And in this, he brought what? It wasn't even about Abraham. This whole message, if you thought it was about Abraham, it wasn't. This has nothing to do with Abraham. I hope you just caught it there. All of this in Abraham's life was to bring glory to God. All of this in your life is to bring glory to God. The, prob the problem is, will you allow him to get the glory? Or will you walk away before he receives the glory? Verse 21 says, he was fully convinced that God is able. Remember that? Oh, he's able to do whatever he promises. That's way out there, but it's not impossible. Abraham knew that God was able. Like, do you believe that God is able? And when God counted him as righteous, it wasn't just for Abraham's benefit. Wow, God was talking to us through Abraham. Look what it says next. It was recorded for our benefit. Assuring us that God will also count us as righteous if we believe in him. If our faith is in him. I could keep on talking, but for what? Here it is, guys. Embrace the process. The experience called stretch. In order to go forward in power and faith. To demonstrate the glorious image of his son, Jesus Christ. That's it. That's it. So you mean to tell me that all of this is for the glory of God? 100%. The stretch is that God could be glorified in you. Through you. For him. How many of you could say amen? I'm going to ask you to stand with me. If you want to keep your rubber band, you can. But I'm going to encourage you today. This is what I want to do. We're going to worship in song again. If you hit one of us, we're not going to get offended. 
If you want, you know what? Yeah, last week I preached on um, forward and up. So this is what we're going to do today. And we're going to do this symbolic for our faith. With our rubber bands, as we worship the Lord now. Lord, here I am. And here's my rubber band. Here's my faith, Lord. Here is my life and you're stretching me. But Lord, in faith, I am believing that this stretch is to bring forth a greater man in your image so I can function in your power. So Lord, in faith, I take this action. Come on, guys, join me. And I'm going to shoot forward. I'm going to embrace the process and the experience called stretch so that I can receive and I could live in the glory of God. So Lord, here's my offering. Stretch my life so that out of me could come the glory of God. One, two, three, receive it, Lord. Receive it. Come on, let's worship. Let's worship. Come on, let's praise Him. Let's praise Him. Let's praise Him. Ready? Let's sing a song to Him. <laughs> 